0: Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Gym Aware. In today's world of strength and conditioning, data collections become the utmost of importance. And that's exactly where Gym Aware separates itself from the competition. Because when we're sitting there and looking to collect data, what data are you actually collecting? And are the numbers you're looking at fitting into the exercises that you're utilizing? And even more so, are they going to answer the questions that you're looking for? Looking at different ways that you are moving the barbell through peak and mean, both velocity and power, is really what separates gym aware from the competition. Being able to understand what your ballistic exercises are doing separate to what your strength exercises are doing really allows you to program at a much more specific level for your athletes. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au to see what Evan and his team have in store for you today. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, What about cutting edge information? Or a place where you can find different opinions from forward thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS. That's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the 30-second episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into some of the minds of the top practitioners of the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the University of Michigan Strength and Conditioning Coach, Caitlin Haycock. Kate, thanks for being here. How's it going? Dude, going great. Fired up. Stoked to see you. Stoked you're doing great. Really excited to have you on the show. This is going to be a blast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back on. It's good.
0: It's good. Yeah, yeah, dude. Well, listen, before we get going too fast here, who is Kate?
1: Ah, well, just... uh... Just a strength coach out here trying to help college athletes get a little bit better, improve performance a little bit, um, learn a little bit about themselves, and love each day that I get to do it.
0: I love it. I love it. And someone who has ventured into quite a few different attributes when it comes to this world of performance, someone who's seen seen it as a player, seen it as a, a mentee, and, and now seen it as multiple different sides when it comes to you know, helping future coaches and, and working with a vast array of different kids.
1: Yeah, I've, uh, I've been pretty fortunate to be able to work with quite a, a, large array of athletes over my time from, um, at one point I coached, uh, wee tennis. So three and four year olds, um, which if you forget a three or four year olds name, I've never seen somebody more offended. um, and then all the way up to some NFL pros. So it's, um it's been really interesting. I've had a lot of great opportunities and I've um, been able to see a bunch of different levels. So it's been fun. It's been fun.
0: And, and gotten to work with some people who have been not just NFL successful, but internationally pretty okay.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean um, I think that's where like swimming brought quite a lot to the, um, to the table and I've, it was funny. So I remember when I, um, uh, I was at the 2013 NCAA men's and women, uh, men's swimming and diving championships. And, um, I ended up, um, at the end being asked by one of our administrators, you know, at that time it was my second year with the team. I had been asked by one of our administrators, what goals do you have, um, as a strength and conditioning coach? And I said, well, just again, being very green and everything I said, well, I'd like to work, um, I'd like to work with um, a conference championship team, national championship team, um, and uh, a gold medalist. And I said, that's kind of, you know, just an idea right now where I'm at. And she looked at me and she said, did you say you've only been here two years? And I said, yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, haven't you accomplished those things? And I was like, well, as of today, I have. And so Uh, She's like, sounds like you need to reframe some things, but no, I I was really fortunate to be able to start off with uh, the men's swimming and diving team, and that was heading into um, uh, heading into London. So we had Club Wolverine Elite, and so um, we had gold medalists in that group, and so um, yeah. So then I had to kind of reevaluate some some goals there and stuff, but it was mainly those ones were mainly I wanted to see what. what it takes to reach those levels, what type of individuals those are, what the team looks like behind the team and preparation um, of those athletes to achieve those goals. And so what does the culture look like of a championship team and, and stuff like that? So um, more from the perspective of, I need to be able to see what that looks like in order to um, move forward and prepare other teams to achieve those levels of success as well. So um yeah,
0: I was really fortunate to to get that really early on. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and being able to work with so many athletes at so many different levels and, and continuing to drive to not just yourself forward, but the athletes you get to work with and the rest of us in the field, I'm sure there's been plenty of aha moments. So if you wouldn't mind, describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career.
1: Um, yeah, so this is something that I'll never forget. Um, again, it was, it was pretty early on. I had been at Michigan for about two months, uh, at the time I was a GA. So, um, I was assigned to men's swimming and then I assisted with a bunch of other teams at the time. Um, so they were my main responsibility. And, um, the team at Michigan is very much tradition based, um, and driven. And they had gone through a number of, different strength and conditioning coaches um swimming can be I mean it's an it's a very interesting sport to work with I think the dynamics not being a ground-based sport being an individual sport having so many disciplines within um within the sport itself just kind of like track and field um brings about all of its own challenges and so um for me, I was just excited to to learn some new things, learn some new ideas. I had worked a little bit with swimming before, so I kind of had an idea, but, um, like nothing on the scale of working with a team that had this, the traditions and the history that this team did. And so, um, I was about two months into working here and we, the guys came in for a a 6am lift session and it had been about two, two and a half weeks somewhere around there where it was just like dragon butt coming in. And like, in my opinion, what I thought was kind of like a sloppy dynamic warm up and everything. I had tried to talk to him in the weight room. And finally, I was like, all right, like, we got to step it up. If we want to, you know, do things this season and, and have accomplishments and stuff like that. I was like, it's got to start from all the details. So that was my mindset going into it. Um, and so I went uh, to one of their team meetings and just kind of addressed them at the beginning. I asked the coach if that wouldn't be a problem and stuff. And so I talked to them. I said, Hey, you know, guys, we need to step it up. When you come in in the morning, make sure you're ready to go. Like as soon as you step foot in the weight room, we're down to business. Got to get it done. Here we go. So uh, go through all of that. And uh, the next morning uh, things are a little different, not, not too different. Um, but after the session, uh, the head coach comes over and talks to me and he's like, you know, Sometimes when uh, when an entire group is doing something that's off or not quite what you expect, he said, sometimes you got to look in the mirror. What are you doing wrong? What's what is it that you need to fix? Um, and as a young coach, you know, two months into it, first head coach that I've worked with, I was like, shoot, well, that's aggressive. That's really, you know, um, like I've just been telling you how, you know, like. I'm telling the guys come in and wake up and you think it's something that's wrong with me. Of course, I didn't say all this out loud. It's what's going through my mind and, um, you know, got a little defensive and everything, but I don't know where I got it or how I was able to do it. But I, you know, I'm just like, okay, all right, just stayed calm. Um, and I've always been someone that like kind of processes things a little bit later on and kind of has to marinate a little bit. So thank goodness for that though. And that I didn't react in the moment. Um, but it was a lesson that from then on I've used. Um, and after taking some time, all right, what can I change? How can I bring a little bit more energy to the group? How can I start this session off a little bit differently? Um, you know, what what understanding of the team am I missing right now as far as culture goes? So trying to take a step back and look at all those areas where I could change my approach um, understand them a little bit more, and maybe you know, start to build that dynamic, um, and really understand them. Um, and it helped a ton. And so from then on, that was the approach that I took with the team. And then, I mean, I've I've done it countless times since. If I'm in a session where the reality isn't meeting what my expectations are of the session, I take a step back, and the first thing that that I've started to do is look at okay, what am Have I brought the energy that's necessary for this session? Have I explained things properly? Have I um, made sure that this team understands what I'm expecting of them? Um, But looking back at, you know, have I covered all of my bases? Have I done everything that I can do to make my reality meet the expectations that I have? And um, while it was definitely a a tough lesson to learn in the moment and kind of take, it was something that has really altered the course of of my career and how I approach each session
0: that's big time and that's definitely something that's hard to do to be able to take the step back and uh and really I mean it's not you it's me
1: yeah yeah exactly it's funny it's like um it's like the old cartoon like with Wile E. Coyote right and he just gets flattened every time by something he's trying to do to fix something else, right? But it always ends up back on him. Um, and so it's just kind of really understanding that and taking that step back. Um, and it's not comfortable a lot of the times and and it can definitely be difficult. but um, more often than not, especially when it's the team, right? then like you're the you're the leader in that situation in that scenario whenever you're leading a session. and so, Um, a lot of times it does come back to the leader. And so really being able to just take that step back and look at it from a, you know, not from a critical perspective, but just, okay, this is the situation. What needs to be done in order to change this situation?
0: No, I dig it. I really do. I think that that's, that's a lesson that I think a lot of us can take too, is that, you know, it's it's like start from the inside and work out, work out to find the problem. Right.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. No, I, I love it, dude. I love it. That's great. But listen, you know, you're an inquisitive person who, even outside of training, is one to, to dig and prod and, and find answers to questions. So I'm actually really excited for this one. If, mm-hmm. if Kate had one question that she could ask and she knows what the, that she's going to get the answer, mm-hmm. like no holds barred, you are going to be told this is the answer to that question, what would that question be and why?
1: I actually thought a lot about this one because, uh, there are like, there's so many questions you could ask. And, um, you know, I think it it came down to, if I wanted to know the answer for sure, it's, well, it has to go back to kind of purpose and why, why am I doing this? Why am I in this field? Why am I doing this job? And so, um, it's like at the end of the day from being able to ask, The same question, but of every student athlete, you know, like, has this truly helped you in some way, whether it is in sport or in life? Um, Has what you've learned and done and been expected to do in the weight room helped you? Right. And so, um, because I think whether it's out there and we are, you know, the goal is to like, Help them and and the pitch, you know, like we need to make them a little bit faster here, or um, you need to jump a little bit higher, whatever, you know, whatever the the physical skill may be. But then also, like, how have these things helped you? Whether it's getting through a tough class in school or you know getting through a job interview, um, because I think there's so many things in sport that translate just to daily life. Um, I was just having this conversation with a friend actually, and um, you know has it helped you, you know, cause that's, that's why we're here. And if it hasn't helped you, then we need to reassess and reevaluate how we're going about what we do so that we are accomplishing that goal. Because at the end, that's, that is whether it's just, did you get better? Did you get better? And did, did our programming and, and what we've done and how we've coached it help you?
0: I love that. Huh. Has it truly helped you some way in playing and in life? Like, I think that that's something that I think that that's something that's really overlooked. And I think, although I think that the more we talk about it and there's more people that are, I don't know, if it's, if we want to call it a soft science or whatever, because it makes people feel better that like physiology is above and beyond everything. But like the the social aspect of coaching, that, you know, because the guys like Brett and like that have really opened up. People's eyes to it, and it's become more and more of a conversation point. And you know, people are more and more willing to share kind of their downfalls in it. I think that this is becoming an even more and more important question, you know, because I think for all, especially with all the garbage on these things, like everybody putting (laughs) out there, oh, look at how pretty the world is and how happy everything is. But we all know that most of that's just bullshit. people now being more open to sharing like I'm assuming that was bottom like the the question that he yeah. asked you you know yeah, yeah I mean if people don't know who coach bottom is pause www.google.com and search bottom swimming um and then come back because uh, you should probably know if you're a coach who he is yeah <laughs> um But yeah, like being asked that by one of the best to ever do it. Like, yeah. And then not just being like, okay, I'm just going to push that way down here. It's like being like, no, that's probably the best thing that ever happened to me. yeah. And it's because I messed up and look at what happened, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I think that's important. I think all too often we just like to talk about what's good, what's happy. Yay. Rainbows. Yay. Unicorns. It's like, bro, it's not like that. Like there's a lot of hard and you got to learn from people's hard. Cause if I can share the headaches that I had, like with our field hockey team and how I actually stopped being a blockhead and things got so better and probably made me a better coach in six months than I could have ever asked to be in 16 years. And so be it. Like sharing that story about bottom and how like it's led to things like this. Like, am I really helping you? Like, that's so important. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, Every team is going to be different every every athlete's going to be different. Um, and so it just keeping the big picture in mind and then also you know every every mistake is an opportunity for learning. Every new coach you get to work with is an opportunity for learning. every new student athlete for that matter is is an opportunity. and so it's just a matter of are you open to it? Are you willing to you know be able to take that step back and look at it. Okay. How is this going to help me? And it's at that point, I mean, I had been working for two months as their strength coach, not even two months. And I had done, you know, some, a couple internships and I had done a year as an undergrad assistant, um, Syracuse. So in relation to the coaching experience that coach bottom had, I knew nothing. And so it's like, do I push this aside and, and let that ego get in the way and say, well, I'm the strength coach. I know how this is supposed to go, how that this needs to be handled and everything. Or do I take his advice and say, okay, yeah, let me, let me see what this is. Let me see how I can adjust and modify. And, you know, it's just like training those who, those who can adapt are the ones who are going to continually get better and, and progress and move forward. Um, and so it was just a matter of of being aware of those moments and saying, okay, yeah, it's not necessarily like a personal knock to me as a, as an individual. It's just this is the coaching style that you've taken. This is how it's not going to work with this particular set of individuals. So what can you do to reassess and adjust so that you can get to the same page and and get them on the same page as you so that the training plan that you have put together can be successful. So it's just, just breaking it down to the simple human interaction.
0: No doubt. It's really at the end of the day, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, you do so much and you're kicking butt up there and you're helping coaches get better and you're busy, but at some point, There's got to be a way for you to take a step back and get back to to zero. So what's your escape?
1: So um, I actually have two. It kind of depends on uh, the time of year. Um, I grew up in Michigan, and here we call it going up north. Um, But up in northern Michigan, so for us, it's like pretty much the top of the lower peninsula. Um, My dad's side of the family had a cottage, which until I got to Michigan here, I didn't realize like, I guess cottage is a fancy word. Cabin would probably be the better term for it. It's just like this mismatch of, of like old furniture in a house that, you know, we, it's kind of nice. We sit up, um, on a hill that overlooks a pretty small lake. And, um, up until a couple years ago, they didn't have cell towers and stuff, but it's in the summertime cause it's not winterized, but the summertime, that's where I like to go and just kind of get away, truly relax and just, just chill and take a minute. Um, and then when I can't get up there, I would say it's like doing projects around my place. Um, learning something new that has nothing to do with the, the job, um, just figuring out how to build things or fix things. Um, so just kind of getting, um, getting into something that I'm not comfortable with. I'm not super familiar with and trying to learn something new there. So those are kind of the two escapes that I have. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. Going up north, as a as someone who's been to the UP, that makes me laugh. Because um, <laughs> there isn't much north of the UP. I think even Canada is south of the UP at some points. But yeah, going up north, it's in the cottage on the lake that reminds me a lot of upstate New York. So I can dig that. But, y'all, for real, if you don't follow her on Instagram, you have no clue, like, how jealous you are going to be of the work she did on this bathroom. It's absolutely stunning. And I look at that and there's like, there's no way I could ever do that. So it's actually also like super motivating to get you to do things around your place that you could actually figure out how to do. Um, I'm not brave enough to do what you did though. Like it's pretty rad. Like it's. Oh, you totally good. You nope, for sure nope. kid. Nope. But listen, I love the pep talk. I'm 40 years old. I know my limitations. Water is one of them. um, But it's like, seriously, it's worth checking out if you guys have a minute or two, which I'm assuming over the next couple of weeks you may. Um, Like, it's really cool. Like, people that can do things like that, like, I, I totally envy because it's like, I think that that's like the coolest thing is it's like, wow, you did that yourself? Wow. I'm like really like just so inefficient of a human being compared to like people who can do no. these things. It's so awesome.
1: Now, full disclosure. I definitely had, a, had help from a number of individuals. Uh, my dad helped me a lot. Um, just making sure that when I put the toilet back on the water actually didn't spray everywhere. So that was, that was helpful. Um, so yeah, no, I can't take full credit for it. Um, but ideas and, and stuff, it's, it's fun. It's just kind of gets a mind off of it, gives you a new challenge and different ways to be creative and try some new things and find what those limitations are. There are definitely some things I'll probably never attempt tiling a shower. Um, but, you
0: know, never say never, though, sometimes. Never mm-hmm. never. <laughs> modest to <laughs> a fault. Absolutely modest to a fault. You guys, check it out. It's like, it's super cool like super duper cool like i think it's rad you kick butt with it and you're kicking butt up in michigan dude And so happy to have you on again so great to see you so great to see you doing well and we'll be in touch real soon
1: yeah sounds good and i uh, i appreciate it and all the content that you put out i learn a ton from it all the time um so yeah and keep rocking it down there in richmond you guys are doing good stuff down there too
0: appreciate it thanks Jake. we'll be in touch all
1: right sounds good time.